It is that time of the season where we've kind of gotten into full swing of the Dynasty offseason. Teams are starting to kind of check back in. I know in a couple of my leagues, teams checked out kind of through the NFL playoffs, but it seems like managers are starting to check back in. And because of that, I wanted to give you guys a video today where I talk about some rebuilding tips because as we log back into these apps, I want to show you guys how the proper way to rebuild is and to maximize your value in your rebuild and make sure that when you do this, you are going to be able to be a competitive championship roster when it's all said and done. So without wasting any time, let's hop right into today's video and let's talk about my tips on how to rebuild. So the first tip here is going to be learn when to rebuild in your Dynasty Fantasy Football Leagues. I think a lot of times people are looking at their leagues and they're thinking, eh, I didn't score a lot of points or things like that. And now they think that they don't have the team capable of competing. So they just force themselves into a rebuild. And I think that there's a lot of Dynasty Fantasy Football teams that are currently rebuilding in your leagues that maybe didn't necessarily have to enter that rebuild. So the first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to analyze your team versus the rest of the league. You're going to want to see that max points for. You're going to want to look at your league standings, obviously see where you are ranking in there. You want to be a competitive roster. My thing is in a 12-man league, you want to feel comfortable saying that you are a top four team in that league. And keep in mind, your record may not show you as a top four, but you want to look at some other variables like those points for the points against all of the other little variables that are going to tell you how your team is performing because you may have went on a little bit of a stretch where you scored a lot of points but you lost a couple games because of some variance in matchups that you played so you don't necessarily need to force a rebuild if you are a very high scoring team so just analyze your league look at those points for look at the standings look at all of that stuff and make sure that you are actually a team that needs to rebuild and so once you look at that you recognize that your team is maybe not a top four team you do think it's time to kind of retool and rebuild this roster before you actually start the rebuild. And this is very important because I've seen people do this in Dynasty Fantasy Football Leagues before, and it really does put them back in their rebuild is make sure you go secure if you don't have them. Make sure you secure your first round picks for at least the next two seasons. Because I've seen teams who go into a full rebuild, they don't have their first round picks, and then all of a sudden the manager that has that team's first round picks all of a sudden is charging them an arm and a leg because it's clear that you are tanking, you are going to be rebuilding this roster, so your pick has gained more value. So make sure you secure those first round picks of yours before you actually enter the rebuild. Now, after you have secured those picks, you're going to want to look at your roster specifically, and you're going to start looking at the players on the roster, and you're going to identify the players that you need to sell. And really, I think when it's a rebuild, there's two categories of players that you should be selling. The first of the categories is going to be players that are aging, players who have short-term value but maybe don't fit the timeline of your rebuild. I think a couple of those guys would be names like Adam Thielen, Derek Henry, some of these older vets that maybe just don't have the longevity to see the end of your rebuild. So those assets need to be assets that are traded away off of your roster. And now the second type of player that needs to be traded off your roster is going to be players that are overperforming. Guys that saw significant spikes that are maybe overperforming because of situation, maybe not so much talent. You're going to have to decipher that because sometimes that water gets a little bit muddy. But I think players that would fit this bill is no shade to him. He was very talented. He was very good this year. But I think Kyron Williams. If you had Kyron Williams on a rebuilding roster, yeah, he's young. Yes, he scored a lot of points, but he doesn't fit your rebuild. He is overperforming right now. You can probably get a good value from him if you put him in the trade market. So that is a player that needs to go off of your roster as well. 
So make sure you're identifying that roster. Make sure you're identifying those older short-term assets and those overperforming assets and make sure you start getting rid of them. So now you look at your team, you say, I've identified the players that I need to sell, but how do I make sure that I'm getting the right price? And first and foremost, I want to say that there's plenty of tools out there that are going to show you different prices. A lot of these being trade calculators across the internet. I would say for the majority of the time, those trade calculators really mean nothing at all, unless there's a specific manager in your league that you know uses or relies on a specific calculator. That is probably the only time that you can use those calculators to your advantage. But other than that, they are really just bumpers on a bowling lane. There's really nothing more there than to make sure that you're not getting screwed in a league trade if you're pretty new to Dynasty Fantasy Football. But other than that, I would say you're not relying on these trade calculators. So you got to do a little bit of digging. You got to learn how to sell these players and how to get the most value. And I will say that the best way to do that is to make sure you are maintaining good relationships with the other managers in your league, at least trade relationships, have that open communication, make sure you're not burning bridges by sending these guys horrible offers because quite frankly nobody wants to trade with the guy who always sends you a shitty offer so don't be that guy make sure you're always doing your best to kind of look at both sides of the coin and make sure you're giving a fair offer to those other teams because that is what is going to get you more value in the long term having those good relationships with those managers. And so now that you've done that, now that you've built the groundwork, you're going to start trading these players. You've identified the assets, you have the good relationships, you're making sure that you're doing your due diligence and making sure that a trade is good for both parties or at least makes sense for both parties. And now is when we start trading these assets and I would say the first thing that I would be doing in a rebuild is aiming to get multiple assets in your trades. Now, an example of this is maybe you have a Tyreek Hill on your roster. Tyreek is a guy who is obviously going to be very valuable to a contending team, but it doesn't necessarily match the timeline of your rebuilding roster. So what you could do is you could go to a team that's a contender. Maybe they have a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm wearing his jersey today. Maybe they have him on their team and you can get that manager to throw you a future second round pick in the deal. So in this deal, you are getting a young player that still has high upside for your very good player in Tyreek Hill, but you're also getting that future second round pick, which is an asset that is going to continue to gain value over time. And it also gives you two bites at that apple. So when the time comes, you can either use that pick to draft another player to continue adding players to your team, getting depth, adding upside picks, or if it comes time to use that pick and you decide that you don't want to use that pick, you can trade that for another asset, making sure that you're getting two assets for the price of one that you sold. And I think that's one of the best ways to gain value on a rebuilding team, especially if you're going to be trading for those picks, because keep in mind, those picks are not scoring points for you in a rebuild. And like I said, that's the best way to do this because you are liquidating those older or overperforming assets into multiple assets and assets that are not going to score you points or they will score you points, but fit your timeline and have high upside. And when you're trading for those draft picks, it's very important to understand the life cycle of draft picks in Dynasty Fantasy Football and when they gain the most value and when they lose the most value. We all know that the most valuable time to sell draft picks is going to be during that NFL combine to your rookie draft period. That is when the rookie hype, the buzz, it is in full swing. Everybody wants a bite of that apple. They want the new fresh rookie on the town. And so people are willing to pay more for a rookie pick in the offseason. But when you get to the regular season, obviously this is the time of the year when everybody wants to score points. Those future rookie picks, they don't hold as much value because people want to sell them to get players that are going to score them points today. And so you need to understand that life cycle of the rookie pick. So while you are in a rebuild, 
build, the best time for you to be buying those future picks is in the regular season of your fantasy football year. Buying as many of those picks and liquidating as many of those older, aging, overperforming assets as you can during the regular season is going to set you up for success in the offseason because if it comes time to that rookie draft and you decide you do not want to use those picks, you can sell them for better players in the future and you're going to gain value on those transactions. And like I've continued to mention, gaining value is going to be the quickest way to expedite a rebuild because the only way to improve is to get better assets and the more value you gain, the better of asset you can buy. And that is how we are going to expedite and rebuild correctly by understanding that pick life cycle. Now I do have a couple words of caution for people who are rebuilding. I think the first one is understanding that a rebuild, depending on the state of the team that is entering a rebuild, may need more years than some to fully rebuild. So understanding that it may take you two years or three years to fully flip a roster into a contender is something that is okay. But what is not okay is getting impatient, rushing a rebuild, trying to force yourself to contend early, and that is going to stunt the growth of that roster. It's going to stunt your ability to actually flip a roster. And so being impatient during a rebuild is going to be detrimental to your team. So make sure you are sticking a contending date. If you say, hey, we want to make this a two-year rebuild. I'm not going to be contending until 2026. Make sure you stick to that. I know it's going to be discouraging at times to be setting a roster that has probably Quentin Johnston and Bo Nix on your roster and you feel like, ah, this isn't the best roster of all time and it just really sucks losing all those games. It's okay. Don't rush the rebuild. Don't let that impatience and that rush to want to be contending ruin that rebuild because I promise you your team will look a lot better at the end of this rebuild if you just show a little bit of patience in that rebuild. I will say that when you guys are rebuilding, you should be prioritizing those young wide receivers and quarterbacks, especially in those super flex leagues, those players will hold value, have a longer shelf life, longer than players like running backs. I think we should always be liquid with these running backs. We never want to be tied down. It doesn't matter how young the running back is, how good the running back is. Their shelf life is just shorter. We've seen that happen on the NFL field and in our dynasty fantasy football leagues. So those should always be the last piece that we put together on a rebuild. And I would say really for the majority of the time you are rebuilding, you should really not be worrying about the running back position at all. So always make sure you are using those to get those young wide receivers, those young quarterbacks, or liquidate into future draft capital that is only going to gain value over time. So as I've said today, make sure that you guys are going to liquidate those assets, getting those two for ones when you have an older veteran and getting a young good player with a draft pick that is only going to help you in the long run. So make sure you're doing things like that and sticking to the plan of the rebuild. Never rush the rebuild. And if you do all of these things successfully, I promise you that when it is all said and done, you will have turned that ugly, dirty, non-contending roster into a beautiful championship caliber team. And if you enjoyed today's video, make sure you go ahead and hit that like button. It is the best free way to show our channel some support. And also make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe button and the notification bell. That way you guys never miss a future video video when it does come out. With all of that being said, I have nothing else for you guys today. I will see you on our next video, but until then, peace out.